0: I'm not strange, weird, I'm not strange. Off, nor crazy. I'm not strange. My reality crazy, is just weird. different than strange. yours. If you believe in me, I'll believe in you. Is that a bargain? Hello everybody, this is Craig from The Unbeaten Path. Alright everybody, today I am talking with the world-renowned car Carr is from timeline earth and uh i spoke to him a few days ago just getting around to actually doing this and i do want to do some initial plugs for him because this episode is full of information a lot of a lot of uh, talk about Childerberg and a lot of talk about uh, the lightning and again about bitcoin so in my opinion uh, car rollo are probably some of the best people that I know that deal with uh, that deal with Bitcoin. So I would like to just go ahead and talk about um, The Signal, which is Carr's individual podcast. And uh, I think his eighth episode, he has uh, Getting Started with Lightning Network and Philosophy. This is where Bird joins him and they talk a little philosophy of it. He mentions it at the end of this podcast. There are some others. I would highly suggest saying Timeline Earth number 27, which is Grillberg. Check that one out. That is good. Also, talk about, uh, they talk about the fat conkas, I think is what they were saying. So, anyway, uh, it was, it, uh, I want to try one. I didn't get the opportunity to get down to Childerberg, but uh, I really really would like to try one of those burgers uh i'm trying to see what else he's got on here real quick and another one is episode 22 for timeline earth and he is uh talking about uh, moon over satoshi uh, talks about uh, a little bit about uh, what has just recently happened with bitcoin and uh, it's a 50 retracement so which was pretty good yeah these are this is uh just uh, going over a few of the plugs there. Also, listen to uh, Tasting Anarchy with uh, with one of the guys there that is actually in charge of doing Childeberg. I would really like to see uh, everybody max out Childeberg next year. And I, myself, am looking forward to it. I know there are a lot of other people looking forward to going to Childerberg next year. Because apparently this one was pretty top of the line. So, uh And if anybody from Tasting Anarchy is listening, uh, make sure you get me a campsite reserved right now. So I'm just putting that out there. Hopefully that happens. So anyway, uh, this episode, which I haven't done an episode in a long time, I had recorded this one earlier with Carr, and I believe it was on my end. I think my bandwidth was suffering quite a bit. So what has happened was my audio was completely destroyed. I mean, it, it wasn't... I, I went back, I played around with it for hours upon hours trying to fix it, and it just, it would not fix, and didn't want to tell Carr during uh, during Childerberg, so I waited and told him afterwards, and he was very gracious and uh, agreed to redo. So this is the redo, and actually, honestly, I think this one is probably going to be a little bit better. Uh, a lot less of me whining about that I couldn't go to Childerberg And uh, a typo didn't want me to show up because I would have been the 55, 53-year-old dude hanging out being creepy. So anyway, uh, we will uh, join in to our conversation at this time. And I really hope you enjoy this one. Listen. Listen to this. Listen to it again. Because there is a lot of valuable information in this about Lightning and about Bitcoin and about Satoshi's. So take your time, listen to it. If you have a pen and paper and you have the opportunity, write some of this down. A couple things I want to plug, again, is The Signal. That's Carr's personal uh, podcast. Also, I want to plug uh, Timeline Earth uh, with Bird, Rollo, and Carr. So listen to those. Those are really, really good ones. And I will talk to you all later, and let us join into the conversation.
1: Uh, is uh is my audio? Does my audio sound good?
0: Actually, it is sounding a lot better than it did last time. Man.
1: Oh okay. Hopefully, yeah. yeah hopefully I, it's
0: Yeah. Not. yeah I, I don't know if it was my bandwidth, and you know, but it was like at first it wasn't bad. I'm like okay, and then it started as it, as it went on, it progressively got worse. Like it was it was uh, almost like doing a sound.
1: And, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I've been try- I've been slowly migrating a bunch of shit over to a better computer uh, for, for all this stuff and trying to improve my setup a little bit. I feel like it's probably about time I've been doing this shit for three, four years now. Finally, I should probably take a step up.
0: That sounds good. Right. Yeah, you're sounding really good right now. So, I mean, it's- Okay, great. Yeah, perfect. And uh, Man, yeah, it was, uh, I spent like hours trying to clean this up, you know, and I'm like, okay, if I, if I can just maybe, you know, maybe do something with the sound here and adjust this, adjust that and nothing was happening. And- was like, man, this really is tough. And I was trying to cut like, you know, little pieces out. And I was like, this is making no sense. It's, it's terrible, mm-hmm. you know? And, and well, then by that time, uh, you know, childrenburg oops, Childeberg was about ready to happen. And I'm like, holy smokes, man. And I'm like, I'm, I, so I, I talked to, uh, I talked to Typo and I'm like, look, man, I said, the audio on my, my uh, thing with car is crap. And, mm-hmm. I said, and I said, man, I just, I don't want to tell him before Childeberg, and, you know, throw this, you know. You know, negative energy out there. And, you know, he's like, no, nah, just wait till after Childeberg." And I'm like, okay. So that's what I did. And Yeah, you know, it was just like, man, I just I had to scrap the whole thing. And- oh,
1: yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it's all good. It's, it, you know, uh, it, it's just, it's just one of those things that happens. You know, it's uh, the only real surefire way is it to, to get, this stuff to work pretty much on the first time is if you're in person with somebody recording on a local computer with with the right equipment what? but right. you know just sometimes when you're recording over you know just weird shit happens and every now and then you lose an episode and it sucks but you just you know oh, it just isn't it is what its
0: yeah i tell you what you lose that episode and it feels like somebody's just kicked you right in the stomach you know it's like mm-hmm. man, yeah that you know, sucks but you know it, so okay now like last time because i was angry at, at you know all of you guys for getting <laughs> to go to Childerberg and, uh-huh, uh, yep. you know, for, for Bitcoin, like, you know, dropping like, you know, 75% joke. Actually, I think it was only, I think it was about only less than 50, but.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's 44.
0: Okay, 40, that's okay. And uh, so I was like, oh, man, you know, so I'm not going to go back into that because that's, that's you know, I finally got a scab over the wound. And, uh, but I, I do want to hear your viewpoint on Childerberg
1: oh man it was uh it was it was great it was a lot of fun um this was my third uh uh shoulderberg so um you know the first one or two uh, i I'd, I'd recommend you know everybody's been doing these i don't know if you've listened to a bunch of the the podcasts from various people about their their experiences oh, yeah. there so a lot oh, of people yeah. have kind of summed up a, a good portion of it but um uh I think I was listening to Jake um, at Tasting Anarchy, the organizer of it, and I was listening to his podcast that he, that he published, I think, yesterday um, about where he's breaking down the Childerberg experience with Mason, his co-host. And I think they, they, you know, they were noting that Childerberg One was an event that was a lot of fun, but it could have easily not happened again. And then Schilderberg to be just because it was, it, you know, it was, it was 30 people camping out, you know, whatever, that's fun. Uh, but it's just something that's, you know, could have easily slipped through the cracks. Schilderberg two could have simply not happened because of COVID. And also it was about 30 or 40 people camping and whatever. Right. Um, this one felt like it has staying power. Like it felt like we took such a huge step forward in terms of just establishing a freedom festival in the south. Um, we had 200 people there. I think I, uh, you know, it's tough to say exactly how many, but in but in terms of the number of people that that touched Childerberg in some way, whether they came and camped on Friday or Saturday or Sunday, or they came to one of the comedy shows or the music, uh, stayed for the music. I, I have to say it's over 200. Jake, um, Jake. I know Jake likes to stay on the conservative side of that, but I I, I firmly believe that that number in terms of just how many people touched Childerberg, even if it was only for an hour or four hours or or one night? I, I think it's I think it was over two hundred. So it was it was a lot. It was it was to the point where I don't know everybody that went. Um, part of that wow. was the campsite. Uh, the campsite was kind of like um, it was very long. Like it's a it's a long park that runs down the river. So I was just at one campsite, and that's primarily where I hung out. And there were a lot of people that hung out at the other campsites, and, and so I just never saw them. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I would say that that's probably a pretty telltale sign that a, that a uh, event has reached some level of uh, success is that is that you could co- conceivably go to it and not meet everybody there you know wow. and that that's you know that's that, it's, it's a bad thing in some ways but it's a really good thing in others it's a it's a, a metric of growth so
0: yeah um, yeah, yeah i talked to typo at length about this and
1: yeah you know, yeah it was really it. cool it was yeah, really cool. Plus. Just everybody kind of doing their thing, uh, hanging out. There was no no real problems. Uh, it was great to meet everybody hung out with Typo a lot. He's oh, cool and- as hell. <laughs> really yeah, yeah. We actually I would say that uh, I would say I I mostly hung out with Typo. I, I don't know if there's anybody outside of maybe Bird that I hung out with more. Oh, wow. wow. Um, yeah. So, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, he, yeah. yeah he, he he told me, I mean, of course he had an experience, I guess going from to, from Phoenix area to to the Texas area and he said it was he had some really I don't know if he's talked about it on their podcast yet so i don't really did he tell you about um the guy giving him gas
1: oh yeah yeah for sure okay, yeah okay, he, okay.
0: He, mm-hmm. yeah i'm like wow man that's really really cool and he said the only the only difficult part was basically they ended up at a gas station but the power went out and it, it, it took him a like a couple hour delay to get gas for wait, waiting to the power come back on and to get the gas and then, and then move on but uh
1: yeah yeah, yeah well there was, there was a really bad storm for sure okay um Yes. so yeah. that was probably what it was
0: man yeah you guys man i was yeah i, I ended up uh myself i ended up going to oxford mississippi uh, okay me and the wife and you know we had a good time we looked at uh we're kind of in the in the mode of like re- relocating right now sure so uh we're looking more towards the southern states and uh, oxford oxford i just happened to meet a lady from oxford she says oh it's a gorgeous town and you know and i'm like okay so we went and checked it out and it literally had a blast. I mean. Oh, cool. Yeah, the the square down in Oxford was definitely a place to go and hang out, uh, good food, you know, and really super nice people in that area. So Cool, cool. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, we got with the realtor. And, I mean, this guy uh, took us everywhere, uh, told us a lot about, uh, well, we ended up on the campus of Old Miss. Uh There were speed signs all over that said 18 miles an hour. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. You know? <laughs> I'm like, what, yeah, 15's yeah. too slow, 20's too fast? You know, So uh, ended up talking to this realtor. And we're like, what's the deal with the 18-mile-an-hour speed zone? And we thought maybe it was a Mississippi thing. or And he's like, well, oh, God bless it. Is it Eli Manning?
1: Oh, yeah, he went there.
0: He went there. That was his jersey number.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. He
0: said it's a joke. You know, it's just, but, sure. you know, and they get to tell everybody that Eli Manning went to college there. So,
1: yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, really good time. And uh, ended up uh, at a, it's called Wild Safari, and it's uh, just north, I think, Como, Mississippi. I had uh, giraffes, uh, camels, uh, buffalo, gazelles, you, know, you name it. You know, we had ostriches out the wazoo in my Jeep.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it was like, holy, my Jeep was trash, dude. I mean, yeah, I you know, it was like, holy smokes. And, you know, these big, huge cattle, you know, and these huge horns, and I'm like, God, they're going to gouge it, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh well, but yeah, it was, it was a good time, it was called Wild Safari, and, and me and the wife really enjoyed it, so um that was our makeup for Childerberg. <laughs> that,
1: sounds, that doesn't it, sound half bad, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to make it yeah. up to next year, oh, but uh, it yeah. doesn't sound half bad.
0: It's definite, yeah, it is definite, and uh, I just need to I really kind of get with Jake, I guess, and, or not really get with him, but super follow him. And as soon as they open that up, I mean, I'm jumping on a campsite. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think the plan is to have a lot more. Jake was talking about uh, basically renting the place out. Uh, okay. So um, there's going to be a lot. I think honestly we'll run into a limit that the Ranger will let in before we'll run into a room limit. Like okay. the, the the campgrounds are huge. I mean, they're just enormous. They're you you could fit thousands of people in there pretty comfortably. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, because it's very deep it, it, and it's tough to I don't know if Typo shared any pictures with you. It's kind of tough to describe without, uh, without seeing it, but, uh, basically your, your backstop is some like heavy scrub brush, high grasses that you can't really go past. And then you have all, you have all the way down to the river, which is a very deep section. Uh, and then it's, it's pretty long. It's probably a half mile, uh, maybe a third of a mile from one end to the other. So, um, it's, it's really like, it's a lot of space. So, wow. um, yeah it's 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 huge and jake is making every effort to basically rent the place out um for the whole whole place uh next year so i don't know how many people that'll let they'll that the park rangers will allow to camp overnight Mm -hmm. but i'm sure day pass uh they won't really restrict it okay and um well i I definitely i
0: definitely want to get a campsite so yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you know uh, but now i was wondering is he is he talking about any plans as far as maybe you know like uh for lack of a better word, selling tickets.
1: If yeah. You- I think he's going to do something like that. Um, you know, he's the, the, in past years, it's basically everything is pay what you feel or donate or whatever. And he's always, bro- he's always more than broken. Even And any, anytime he more, you know, breaks, he, he covers his expenses and everything else goes to free Ross. Okay. Um, so, and I think this year he, he hit it, he hit it. And then we donated something like 1300 bucks to Ross. So that, that was pretty cool. Wow, um, nice. but, but he, no- but you know, he goes through kind of a lot of fin- I don't want to say financial stress. I mean, he does well, like, it's not like he's looking for a meal, but it, he, you know, he incurs all these expenses incrementally throughout the year as he's running the venues and, and, yep. and, pay- and, and paying the comics and, and all that. And then it's like, he's out, you know, God knows what until the day before Shoulderberg, and then everybody gets there and donates, which is fine. It gets covered, but he's still, you know, there's kind of a lot of stress there. Whereas if he just charged simply charged five bucks a ticket, um, you know, it would probably cover the bulk of the, the wow. expenses because the expenses aren't just aren't that great overall, I don't think. Uh, so I think that's I think that's what he's going to move to okay, is charge good. some kind of nominal fee. And, and I think that's for the better too, because I think it'll weed out like if, if tickets go on, quote unquote, on sale, as they have the last three years on X day, you know, let's say April 1st, Um, you know, if there's no cost to buying it, well, why not just buy it? And then, you know, just register your name. And then if you don't make, it, you don't make it. I think that, you know, he almost should have a, a some kind of price on there to deter people from doing that, particularly next year when it's going to be big, like next oh, yeah. year is going to be very big. I, I, I have no doubt about that. So wow. um, I think, he, I, I definitely think he's thinking about that and exactly how to do it. I, you know, we want to maintain and I, I mean, it, you know, Jacob runs it, but I know, you know, Jacob and I hang out uh, pretty frequently. Okay. Um, and so I, you know, I kind of know what he's, you know, some, some of what he's thinking. And uh, I think that um, he wants to retain the kind of pay what you feel ex- you know, sentiment hmm. um, but i think that he's going to run into really some some kind of limitations you know as i've described but, so, right, right. Uh, and
0: i i, I agree 100 percent with you know selling advanced tickets or just even tickets and that way people are more obligated if they pay something you know they're 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 going to be more apt to show up you know exactly right exactly and you're not so. gonna you just yeah just be going through the motions and, and stuff like that and i completely understand about the the stresses of you know setting up a venue and you know trying to get uh yeah try to get everybody taken care of and make sure well like hotels i used to do uh uh public speaking as far as like financial bullshit and uh mm-hmm. you know so i'd set up in a hotel and you know i'd, I'd buy a dinner and man those dinners can run into like nine thousand dollars you know and it just like, yeah you know and you stress you know mm-hmm. you don't even mm-hmm. really enjoy the venue you know yourself you're just like stressing oh god you know is you know are these people gonna be okay and you know is everybody gonna get fed and you know it just
1: uh, yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I hope that that's something that Jake thinks about too, because um you know and he even said it on his show because uh, I remember the moment where uh I I had approached Jake on Sunday after you know the bulk of all of the planned activities were in the past mm-hmm. we were probably on the backside of the peak of people there so he probably had a little bit less stress about the park ranger and and uh, I was like dude I, you know you, this, you look like you just exhaled you know like you look right. like you know your your stresses <laughs> are, so I hope that I hope that he um is able to outsource some more stuff to other people so that he can truly enjoy, you know, the bulk of Schilderberg uh, like everybody else, because he's done yeoman's work uh, so far, getting it started, getting, you know, pushing that, pushing that snowball, getting it, getting it rolling.
0: Yeah. Now I'm going to back up a little bit. Uh, A lot of my, a lot of my listeners, um, a lot of the people that listen to my podcast probably are a little bit lost. Okay. So first of all, we keep talking about Jacob. Okay. He is on uh, taste. No, not tasting anarchy. Uh, Yeah. Tasting anarchy. Okay. Tasting anarchy. Okay, so, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a separate podcast with Mason correct. Yep, that's right. Okay. All right. Okay. So now you go into you say a lot of the proceeds and stuff like that of what he collects goes to free Ross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pardon me. Okay. Um, and I'm ignorant on this as well. So what is free Ross.
1: Uh, so Free Ross is a, is a fund developed to help um, Lynn Ulbricht, who is Ross Ulbricht's mother, uh, and uh, you know, the, and to help her and the rest of the family cover legal expenses to try to fight Ross Ulbricht's uh, case um, uh, in court. Okay. And uh, they're, the, uh, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Reason uh, Mag fan, but uh, they did a really good write-up. Uh, one of their writers at the time followed this case. This was back in 2012 and 13, I believe, or 11 and 12. Um, the long and short of it is uh, your listeners may... Recognize it from this was like one of the big first big Bitcoin like uh, scandals, okay. quote unquote. And uh, basically, Ross Ulbricht was running a Ross Ulbricht and other people were allegedly running a market. Um, they were running it over Tor, uh, which is what all Bitcoin nodes run through. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was a market where you could buy and sell anything. Now, that obviously means that a lot of drugs were bought and sold there, right? Um, and just oh, illegal, right. you know, illegal stuff because you could now all of a sudden have. Bitcoin to buy it with, which was relatively anonymous and stateless and, you know, whatever. And um, it was run on an Onion site, you know, through Tor. Uh, so it was relatively anonymous um, and Ross Ulbricht was a Ron Paul guy. He was a libertarian. It wasn't like he was running this with the sole purpose. You know, I don't even think he did drugs. Um, he w- This was purely a free market freedom um, thing and peaceful exchange thing. It was not a explicitly drug thing. Anyway, it pissed a lot of people off and um, in, the, in the government and they see... <laughs> It starts to get real gray after that because they there, there was a lot of shady shit the feds did. Um, and uh, we don't really know exactly what happened. But they found Ross. They arrested him in San Francisco in a library, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, they charged him with a number of things. They charged him and almost in 99, all, all but one were having to do with basically just various computer hacking and conspiracy to commit dr- drug trafficking, you know, that kind of shit. Right. Uh, but one, they charged him with, uh, I don't know what exactly the charge was, but basically hiring a hitman um oh. they they kept that charge they didn't drop that charge until only two or three years ago uh it was filed in maryland um and until the last date like they, they did it in a really shady way but um there was never any ever any uh, evidence of it it was thrown out by a grand jury i believe there, there was just none they just basically brought the charge uh to to, to start to, to the media cycle to spin so they could have public support on their side for their other charges um and furthermore there were, so after 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 the case, and it, I would just encourage everybody to read up on it. But after okay. the case, actually, the two of the arresting agents um, went to jail on their own uh, for basically fraud involved with the case and theft of bitcoins. So oh um, one of them is, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, when you read about it, it's totally ridiculous. Now, what he was doing illegal things in the United States government's eyes. I, I granted, but, um, he was, he never hired a hitman. There's no evidence of that. It's, he's not the type of person to do it anyway. Um, and the arresting agents and people that were involved in the case are now just are two of them are in jail, but they gave Ross two life sentences and then say, 40 on was, top. Yeah.
0: He's ne- supposed to never get out of prison. Right? They,
1: per- precisely. Right. Yep.
0: Wow. Yeah, and, and they're and basically
1: like, antagonizing they are basically antagonizing him in prison. He gave a—he gave an interview for uh, one of the Bitcoin conferences recently in Miami uh, for Bitcoin Magazine, and uh, they've put him in solitary for five days after that.
0: Oh my gosh! Wow! I mean, never, a,
1: never, a, never a violent charge, never I, I, a violent well, charge that yeah that made it past the grand jury.
0: Now that that I yeah, and uh, that's what I understand about about the, the case. They they were calling it um, uh, the Silk Road, I believe.
1: The Silk Road is what the website was called, yeah.
0: Right, and. Even though nobody was technically hurt, killed, maimed, anything like that? None. Right. None. He is serving, yeah. Oh, two consecutive, or two, two consecutive.
1: Two consecutive life plus 40.
0: Wow. That's crazy. Yep. Man. Yeah,
1: it's insane. And I mean, if you if you talk to his, if you watch like interviews with his family, I mean, he grew up, like his family is probably like, I mean, they're definitely lean conservative, like conservatarian. It was pretty obvious. And then now they're kind of like black-pilled on the whole thing. But they're, I mean, this, his mom, Lynn Ulbricht, is like a sweet suburban mom. And like, you know, they're just, you know, and, and Ross its not like Ross Ulbricht was a slout, like a slouch. Like he—he he, um, had a, a master's in some kind of engineering from Penn State, I believe. Uh, like he, he was a very smart, uh, productive individual, and this was just something that he believed in: was peaceful transactions, you know, per right. um, a libertarian ethos. So I mean, I'm
0: surprised. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that the federal government didn't try to get him, like, with uh, uh, not malicious, but uh, willful disregard. You know, uh, where you have created something, but somebody else uses it even though you knew that they could use it to do nefarious acts. And- yeah,
1: so they, they actually had, and I don't know, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know how much any of this holds up or anything like that, but they basically had a statement on the website because it was a libertarian website. I mean, it was created by a libertarian under libertarian auspices that mm-hmm. the website could be used to buy and sell anything peacefully. And it was never to be used for um, you know, uh, initiating Harm And probably all of the libertarian verbiage you hear from people like me and typo all of the time uh, that that was a disclaimer on the website. Now, you can say, well, yeah, but people could just disregard that and I would say yes, of course, but they can do that on Craigslist as well. So, and they do, um, and they do, do, you know, so it's like, at the end of the day, are you really responsible for, for what people, you know, other people's actions? I mean, you know, how, how far do you want to go with that? And uh, I'm not asking that from you. I'm just asking, you know, rhetorically. So, um, Yeah. So, uh, you know, there it is. And, and if you read, you know, you've got to really dig past a lot of the mainstream articles because they're all, it's all just spin job shit. And, uh, you know, it was obvious that they needed, they wanted something to throw the book at something involving Bitcoin early and it just happened to be wrong.
0: I guarantee you 100% it scared the government. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, their, their jaws hit the ground and they do, you know, if this thing catches on fire, you know, it's all over for the U S dollar. So, I, I mean, it's just like with, the, and I, I'm not really trying to draw a parallel or anything like that, but it is like, uh, Galileo and, yeah. uh, the Catholic uh-huh. church, if you will. And the Catholic church. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, wow, man.
1: Yeah. 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 So, and that was in, I think he was arrested in 2011 or 12. So it was pretty, it was really early on. So they had a, they had, you know, they had the thumb on the pulse. Uh, and then of course, uh, they stole the Bitcoins. They still have some of them. Some of them I think are unaccounted for that probably got stolen by some of the arresting agents. Sure, sure. Um, uh, the, one of the prosecutors is now on the board for coinbase if you want to reason I'm pretty sure about that I'm eighty percent no sure way. so if, if no you way. yeah yeah so, uh, so you know none of them really principled type people uh, right uh, yeah actually I'm I'm gonna look up yeah it was it's a uh, Carl Carl Mark force I think was one of the arresting agents and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name but they're both in jail for for Jeez. something Jeez. Uh, and 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 it, it's very it's it, it, it's Certain, there are fingerprints leading to the fact that Karl Mark is the guy because because the the through the case we learned that apparently the DEA had access to the admin uh, privileges on the website. So we don't know exactly when, but it's highly likely, or I don't, I, I hesitate to say something like that, but it is uh based on the actions of the agents afterwards in in terms of stealing the bitcoins and stuff like that it's not really all that improbable that carl mark force is the guy who literally posted about uh hiring a hit uh it could literally have been the dea agent yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's really fucked up i mean it's incredibly fucked up damn
0: that's, i mean that's yeah. incredible I, you know now of course typo and i mean you know um, luke and uh you know everybody thought oh man you really need to check this out hey read this article read this you know and it's just like, you know, and I did a little bit, I did a little bit, but I'm by far no expert on it. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it, one thing after another, one thing after another with, you know, the, you know, your, your bricks you know, your, your Waco, Texas, um, you know, it's just uh, you keep adding and adding and adding. You cannot, as an individual, research everything that the government is doing. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. I know I sound like a freaking nut job right now, but I mean, it is. I mean, you know, Ruby Ridge, Waco. Uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it just it keeps going on and on and on. And plus, you know, here I go back to this. You know, a lot of my research that I've been doing uh, or focusing on is either subliminal messaging or mm-hmm. um, I don't know if subliminal is the actual correct term with the with the uh, typical boob tube uh, commercials and and TV shows. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it is so blatant. Every commercial that you watch, they're throwing stuff in the background. And I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there and I just watch TV now just to watch the commercials, you know, because I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll pause it. and I'll be like, holy smokes. Look at that. That's in the exact same shape as this. You know, uh, you know, they'll use like a circle or and, and part of the, um, you know, the logo for whatever product they're trying to sell, you know, has a circle in it or, you know, uh, like a little design. But you'll see that design in flower patterns. And I mean, I, I, I know I'm really sounding like uh, uh, what's his name? Jones, Alex Jones
1: you know? Yeah, no, I I mean, there's, there's definitely, yeah, a lot of, uh, interest in that sort of esoteric stuff i, I mean yeah I, I, mean, I, I don't follow it all that well but uh, i know that yeah. that's a big and and i mean you know certain things like predictive programming and uh yeah. and you know it, it doesn't even have to be that deep you can just watch like if you watch like an episode of like, a, like any new cop show that's on like it's oh. pretty like it's just like it's not hidden they're like oh i think the murderer was using bitcoin you know there's oh, like okay. you know, and it's just it's just so hokey and stupid exactly. and like and, but yeah but it get but you know it gets people thinking oh wow you know is bitcoin like whatever
0: i was i was watching yeah i was watching uh, law and order and, you know, I'm just, of course, I'm sitting there. I'm actually reading at the time. And uh, all of a sudden, man, they said something about, well, he paid with it with Bitcoin and we'll never find it. Right. Yeah. About it. And I'm like, what? You know, and I had to go back and it was, it was exactly like you said, they ordered a hit and paid with it with Bitcoin. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, and this is just mass uh, controlling. I mean, they are controlling. The I mean,
1: masses. I think the, I think the upshot is uh, check out the ratings for those shows and how many people are actually watching them. Like it's pretty fucking embarrassing. (laughs) Like, like uh, there, like no, there are so few people watching um cable shows and stuff like that anymore. Uh, now, now, not to say they aren't doing it on like streaming stuff too, but like the 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 cable stuff has almost jumped the shark. I, I, if I, or cable and broadcast too. Like you know, because I I only have antenna, so sometimes I'll I'll have the afternoon news on or something like that in the background. It'll go into one of those shows, and I mean, it's like it's like watching um, it's like watching something in a different language. Like it's like such a jarring, like departure from any you know real life it's, it's just very bizarre very bizarre but yeah I, I think the upshot is not very many people are watching him so that's probably why they can get away with such blatant, like that, Like at the end of the day it's not it's not even like i'm almost more pissed off that, about the fact that it's just bad writing like oh, right and on, and only only good the you know they, that's the only place that they can get away with that kind of shit I mean. uh,
0: yeah well i mean it, you know it's just and, like i said i mean this is this is something i've been i've been researching for probably oh man i'm gonna say six months now Maybe. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I mean it's still in its infancy. And but I mean it's just it's actually really scary to me, you know, that we have been programmed by the TV. Now I grew up in the 70s, I grew up in the eighties. And, you know, that was what you did on a on a rainy day, you know, is you were put in front of the TV and you watch TV, you know, basically. Right. And, you know, so it's really scary to find out that they have that they have been doing this all along, you know. And Oh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's uh, I mean, yeah, just, just like with the police, you know, back in the 70s, you know, they had Dirty Harry, you know, they had, you know, all these tough ass cops who had to cross the line to get the job done. You know, if they had right, to right, exactly. violate some civil rights, well, so be it. We got the bad guy. <laughs> now, yep. the kids that were watching those are the police, you know, so yeah. This, yeah. Is what, this is what they've been trained. Yeah. So, and now to the Bitcoin, and I am so, so sorry for getting so far off the subject. No, oh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bitcoin, uh, today, uh, me and the wife were sitting there. Of course, the news was on. Uh, they're, they, the news is alerting that your Bitcoin, you need to be careful because there's scam artists out there.
1: Oh, boy. Watch oh,
0: yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they'll take your money. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll take your Bitcoin. Some guy was on there crying that he lost $400,000 in Bitcoin uh because some, yeah somebody said they were representing elon musk and
1: uh uh-huh, uh-huh, you know blah, uh-huh. blah
0: blah blah you know and i'm like well the guy was a sucker first of all <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. you
1: know but uh now uh, go ahead go ahead oh yeah no i i was just i mean that you know we're, we're entering what if if history is any indication we're entering you know kind of a price run-up stage right now and you know uh that comes with equal amounts scammy hype Kind of shit uh, that you need, you legitimately need to watch out for, and then also the 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 almost the inverse, which is the, um, uh, you know, regulatory scare tactics, uh, oh, yeah. to just avoid avoid all things Bitcoin because some dude you know got punched in the face and his wallet stolen or you know, guy right. knows what.
0: Right. So. Um. Okay. Now the original topic, Lightning. So. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this has been the long way around. Um. Okay. So what is Lightning? And what the heck just happened? That was weird. Okay, what is Lightning, first of all?
1: Uh, sure, yeah. So, Lightning um, is a second layer, a layer that operates on top of Bitcoin, uh, using Bitcoin as its settlement layer, okay. uh, payments network. Uh, so, this was a big debate back in 2017. Well, you know, the debate started earlier than that, but it came to a head in 2017. And, and that debate was how do we scale this thing? How do we make it so that this money? can be used for day-to-day transactions because even at the time in 15 16 and 17 the blocks were not really filling up not until the, the latter part 2017 so you could still make insanely cheap uh payments not just because the blocks weren't full but also because the underlying asset the bitcoin um was very cheap itself so you know if it costs 100 sats to do a transaction right now even if it only costs 100 sats to do a transaction in 2016 that's a huge difference in the amount of money it takes um in terms of us dollars so um you know, there were two uh, approaches to this. And one approach was to say, well, we need to make the blocks bigger. And that way, all transactions can happen on the base layer. Uh, but, it, you know, people pointed out that, that presents some real problems w- w- with regards to security, and with regards to, well, <laughs> with a number of things, re- with regards to security, uh, with regards to centralization, um, and re- with regards to um, the ult- being able to achieve the ultimate goal, can we actually scale everything on the main layer? And I think the answer to that is no. And then with the centralization and security issues that it brings up, you know, I, I think that, that that route was a bad route. Um, Bitcoiners, as you know them today, wanted to keep small blocks. In other words, keep a limited number of transactions on the base layer, but in fact, have other have another layer on top of that that would enable day-to-day payments, paying for coffee and things like that. And micropayments, you know, right, streaming, right. stuff like that. And Lightning Network is that solution, or one of them anyway. Um, uh, so Lightning Network, essentially, and I'll, I'll kind of walk it through on a low level and then we can get to a high level, would be... If, um, you and I know that we're going to do a lot of transactions everywhere, every year, let's say, um, I don't know, I buy guns from you and you buy ammo from me, I don't, you know, whatever okay. it is. Um, and so, uh, let's say we're going to look at the year and say, I don't know, we typically when we do business, we do 200, 300 transactions every year. Um, why don't we just lock up an amount, an amount of money and then just send IOUs back and forth. Uh, that way we're not paying Western union, you know, in the old sense, $12 for every transfer, we'll just, we'll just settle up at the end of the year and it'll save us $12 times, you know, a thousand transfers or however many how many times we would do it so 12 grand or whatever yeah. um that's what's happening so you and i would essentially we'll just use one bitcoin as a as a uh unit just because it's easy all right okay. if we say that we're going to do approximately let's just say we're well we do about a hundred thousand dollars worth of business one way or the other per year so let's lock up a bitcoin each that's about 80 grand and then we'll have some room uh, just in case uh so we will open a lightning channel i'll have a bitcoin on my side you'll have a bitcoin on your side and the lightning protocol allows us to essentially just uh, pass IOUs back and forth. So it could be the fact that it could be the case that you have 1.2 Bitcoin on your side at any given time and I have 0.8 or we're back to one to one or I have all of the Bitcoin, two Bitcoins on my side and you have zero. Um, you That's know, a it can it Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: so, so it basically, the Lightning Network just updates. It's called the channel state, you know, okay. the state of the channel. Where, where are the Bitcoins in this channel? Um, that way you never have to make those transactions on the main chain. And whenever you want to close out that channel, which you never really have to, but if you want to close out the channel, then it just closes out the channel with the transaction on the main chain and if i at the end of the day have 1.5 bitcoins on my side and you have 0.5 bitcoins on your side i'll get my 1.5 and you'll get your 0.5 minus the um transaction fee for the settlement okay um so that that's initially and, and a good way to think about this is with um you know there's like children's play toys like they're like an abacus with slidey things on them yeah
0: yeah yeah.
1: it's kind of like that like we just slide rings back and forth and that oh, that's at the, end
0: cool. of the day. okay all right
1: yeah so it's a pretty good visual so that solves some problems right like we we that solves our problems but it doesn't really create a whole second layer scheme because I'm not going to want to open up channels with everybody I could feasibly ever do business with. That would be insane. So what also happens is when I open up a channel to you, I can route payments through you to anybody that you have a channel open with.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: So, and vice versa, you, you now have access to everybody that I have a channel open with. And so if you're, if I'm well connected and you're well connected, it could be that we don't need any, you know, any other channels, or someone could connect to, to us and they don't need to open any other channels because that that payment can get from node to node to node to node, to node um, and find its destination. So it basically creates this gigantic mesh network. And because you're not paying for the security of mining, the fee, the transaction fees, well, they're set by the market. So I can't say that they're what they are necessarily. Okay. But my node routes transactions for one sat. That's it. Um, okay. If, it, if I were to try to route them for much more than that, I don't think anybody would route through me. So the, the fees are very, very cheap. I mean, incredibly cheap, um, fractions of a cent, and, uh, and it's instant and you don't have to wait for confirmation from the miners. Uh, you'll, you just update your channel state, push the abacus rings down to my node. I push some other abacus rings down to the next one. They push, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Um, now if it takes seven or eight hops, perhaps each one is charging a Satoshi for it. But even still, if you pay at worst, I don't, I don't think I've ever paid more than four or five sats for a transaction on the lightning network. That's wow. still fractions of a cent. Oh yeah. right. And it, and it happens instantly. Right. Um, so that's, that's in a nutshell, the payment side of lightning network. Now there's also, there's also some really interesting privacy features here because you're never really, um, you're never on the main chain. So you're not technically really all that trackable or traceable. Hmm. Um, there's, uh, censorship benefits here because you can't have blacklisted lightning coins, right? Like you could technically on the main chain, you know, as we've seen, um, there are mining cartels that try to get together. I think Mara M-A-R-A was one that was trying to blacklist. Now the public pressure forced them to stop, but it is theoretically an attack model is to blacklist certain coins that you know have been involved in things that you don't like so i don't know maybe you traded with iran and you try to get miners to not uh uh allow that bitcoin to be sent again it's not very feasible but it is technically possible Hmm. um so now on lightning
0: okay yeah yeah i mean yeah
1: you you technically could i mean you know it it would take it would be like like i said it, it would be very difficult i mean and you're foregoing a lot of profit um but you technically could blacklist addresses the miners could blacklist addresses. And and one mining pool was doing that for a while. Now, if one mining pool does it, it doesn't really matter all that much. You may just have to wait another 10 minutes for a confirmation, but still it it could happen. Um, And, uh, and on lightning, obviously it can't, you're not waiting for confirmations. Uh, So that's, that's cool. Um, And then it also opens up some other possibilities with regards to other features, like, Uh, anonymous chats and stuff like that um so it's 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 uh it's really uh, we we don't don't know the extent of what it can enable but it's the the future is very very bright and uh it's also very easy to use i've got a lightning node um it's it's incredibly easy it's actually once you start using it it's even better than using the main chain it's just really really easy um
0: okay now you uh, you have a node um yes okay
1: so what that means is um i have opened up channels with I think I have 20 open channels right now with okay. various people. Um, I'm involved in the process of routing transactions. Uh, so you can kind of think of this hub and spoke type thing where I am a hub and other people are free to connect to me and I, and I can connect to even more people. Um, so uh, I have locked up liquidity and I am available for routing transactions. So I have you know X amount of Bitcoin uh, locked in channels on the Lightning Network that I am allowing other people to use for, for routing their payments. So okay. I in, in one of my recent episodes uh, of The Signal, um, I, I uh, uh, put my Lightning node address on there, and so if anybody wants to connect to somebody who is well connected, you're free to connect to my node, open a channel, and you should be able to push a lot of payments through my through my node if 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 you so choose.
0: Okay. Now say say I because I have recently ordered a Seagate uh, uh, external hard drive. Okay. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I, I, wish I, <laughs> I wish I knew how to code, um, but uh, now say I want to lock up some of my Bitcoin and i want to start uh-huh. a, uh, channels now say i go to you and i say hey i mean how do you how do you connect and say hey i've got a node you've got a node let's get together you know
1: yeah that's uh so there's some forums for it uh, twitter's a good place um right. it's nice to have a podcast and you know I, I haven't had any trouble finding anybody because i just told people about my node on my podcast and everybody wanted to connect so right. um it was easy there is also a website called let me make sure i don't screw this up but it's uh called one ml.com i believe and that's actually a place where you can look up lightning nodes Okay. Um, The problem typically is not actually opening a channel to another lightning node, but is if you want to route payments and not just use it for payments, um, getting inbound liquidity. In other words, getting someone to open a channel back to you. That's the problem. Uh, Or that's the challenge, I'll
0: say. Okay. So yeah, I mean, now if if I wanted to say I knew 20 people that had nodes. Yeah. And now would I have to say, okay, look, man, I'm going to have one Bitcoin, hypothetically, per person. Uh-huh. is that how you have to do it? It's per person or per node, if you will, or do you say, okay, I've got one Bitcoin but I want to open up 20 people and I lock Yeah. Up- you would
1: just then, you would just then lock up uh 0.05 Bitcoin with, with every person.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. You, so for each node, you have to have a finite amount of sat- Sats or uh, uh, Bitcoin, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, yeah, that's really where I was uh, going to. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's okay. So let's see, I can open up a node for five sets and
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So that's, that, that comes, that's the, uh, yeah, you can, well, you can open up a channel for, for whatever the going rate is on the, on the main chain, uh, so, you know, to, to confirm the transaction, but that's kind of the game that people are still trying to figure out. It's actually really fascinating to watch it play out in real time. And that is what, how do you make yourself more valuable as a node operator? What can you charge for your services? Um, and, uh, and, you know, what are the the performance metrics that make a good routing node? And people are still just trying to figure out it's an entirely unfettered free market. Um, and people are still trying to figure it out. And one, you know, uh, one there, there, there's a couple things that make up, make a good routing node. One of them is certainly uptime. You know, if you're going to be down half the time that you're not going to be effective. Um, one of them is, is, uh, your reach like like how many channels do you have open how many two two important destinations keep in mind you know you can't just have a channel open to nowhere to, or to a node that's dead end like you have to connect like for instance i've, I've made a couple speculative bets on future nodes that are going to be have a lot of traffic and so i've opened up um channels with them oh. uh even if they don't reciprocate that's fine you know um so you have to kind of play matchmaker a little bit oh, wow. um and then also and this will become a little bit less relevant in the future when they implement um i won't Boggy down with details, but, um, basically I can only, if I have a if I have a one Bitcoin channel open with you, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I can't route a 1.2 Bitcoin payment because we don't have enough space. We don't have enough liquidity.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, that clears up that question. Okay. Yeah. So, so
1: so that's another thing is that you kind of want to have big enough channels. So you're, you're kind of balancing how many channels do I want to have to the relevant destinations or to desirable destinations? And how do I want to allocate the liquidity? Wow. and that's just people are still grappling with it. It's a, it's a really fascinating thing to read about as people are just kind of they're like, okay well, I've tried this and this and this, this is what I'm seeing and, and you know this is my this is the return that I'm getting but you know there's just not a lot of people relatively speaking, although the, it is exploding but there's just not as many people using lightning as there are the main chain I don't think okay. um, so yet but it is absolutely exploding because of all the things that are available on it. Okay. Um,
0: now, which I think they'll, they'll probably go to lightning a little bit more once Bitcoin gets a little bit more established and the price actually goes mm-hmm. up, right? And the blocks fill up even faster, right? Exactly,
1: okay. exactly. That, that's that's exactly it. I, I, I suspect by the end of the year, um, oh, as the blocks start to fill up again, people will spill over and be like, oh shit, I wish I'd opened up a Lightning Channel you know, six months ago because now okay. I'm paying 50 bucks for a transaction.
0: Okay, now a technical question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now I did, I, I've got a Seagate uh, hard drive uh, on order right now. So I'm, I'm waiting for it to come in what is a cool. good uh, right? Re- yeah, recommended minimum terabyte hard drive?
1: Um, uh, I have mine on a one. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the main chain's at 400 gigs right now. Um, so that gives you, that gives you room. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's kind of right now it's kind of like, is the hard drive going to fail or is it going to fill up first? Um, I don't All really right. have, you know, who knows, but, uh, <laughs> is, you know, now, one, one gigabyte, one gig is, is it seems reasonable to me at this point. And, and then, you know, once you have your node up and you're, you'll know roughly when, you know, once you get to like 900 gigabytes, then you should probably be like, OK, well, I'm going to start setting up that syncing this new node because, uh, on this new hard drive, because in two or three months here, I'm going to be out of luck on this one. So okay. I'll just repurpose it for something so, else.
0: So now that brings me to my next question. When you run all these uh, uh, transactions and you route everything, do you fill up your hard drive? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: you're just yeah because there's no there's no uh real record um and I don't know the exact technicals but you're not you're not keeping a uh, ledger of all transactions that are happening on the lightning network. You're merely updating the channel state in the channels that you have. So it's actually very small. And so because and I don't know exactly what lightning logs by default, but I'm sure you could disable it. But basically. All you, all all you really need at any given time is the cha- is the channel state for each of your channels. So, okay. you know, which is a very small amount of data. Um, I don't even think I, I'm sure Lightning pretty much tosses old channel states too. I mean, uh-huh. you're, you're so um, besides the amount of space needed to just simply run, you know, the, the client like a Lightning client, uh, which is relatively small. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take up any additional space. Like you know, the big the big daddy is the blockchain. You okay. that, that's the that's the big suck.
0: <laughs> okay, so. When I get my hard drive, which should be here, I think, next week for some odd reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. next week. Um, where do I go? What do I do? Uh, I mean, do I go to lightning.com or how is that? Well,
1: you. so the first thing that you're going to need to do is run a Bitcoin node.
0: Okay, right. That's okay. the main chain. All right.
1: And so to do that, are you, what, uh, what What? computer system do you run? Like what operating system? Uh,
0: that's a good question. I run uh, Windows. Is that okay? Right? Okay. I'm almost uh, a boomer, so you're going to have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So you can run a Bitcoin node on windows. Uh, you can go to bitcoin.org okay. and download the, that's the original Bitcoin client that's been updated. Obviously since then it's, it's, um, uh, kind of the gold standard of Bitcoin clients. Okay. Um, and that actually has a wallet in it as well. So that's technically kind of all you need, um, for Bitcoin. And then you can run lightning on top of that. Now that starts to get, and I don't know on windows if it's any easier, but that starts to get a little bit tough. Um, not, not impossible, but you're going to be need to be in command line and editing config files um so if you want to run lightning if you want to just run a node it's as simple as downloading it and starting it and that's it okay um so uh it'll just ask you where you want the data file to go and it should give you an option to pick the external hard drive and that's right. it okay um and then yeah if you wanted to run lightning on top of that you you could but you would need to get into command line i'm pretty sure uh,
0: okay you just lost
1: that 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 well yeah it, it would be <laughs> what i'm saying is yeah it's, it would be pretty difficult that may change in the future there may be all all-inclusive packages or maybe there already is one from for windows but
0: okay. um, what, what linux operating system would you recommend like mac
1: or uh i mean i run i, I always run linux um, oh okay
0: all right
1: okay i i just like it but i've always ran it so it's familiar to me and, and uh, just,
0: i've never ran anything like linux or
1: I mean, oh yeah, yeah yeah it's it's great i really okay. like it um so okay. yeah uh and then uh you know and your other option is to use something like um a you know is to build a raspberry pi okay um and then there are very very easy solutions to run a Bitcoin node and uh, Lightning node um, on a Raspberry Pi. Like you basically flash it to an SD card and then plug the SD card into the Raspberry Pi, fire it up, and it'll just automatically sync.
0: Okay. Now, so, when you say Raspberry Pi,
1: yeah,
0: uh, which I do remember this, uh, but for for the podcast, okay, what is a Raspberry Pi?
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's those little low power computers. Uh, they run on I think an ARM processor, which is kind of like what they have in cell phones. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I have like a really tiny one. I think they run on something like insanely small, like five Watts. Okay. Um, but they're just purpose built, uh, for this sort of application. And, uh, and they're great. Mine, mine doesn't even have a cooling fan. So it just runs quietly. I have my one terabyte hooked into it and, uh, I can always access it through a web browser, you know, by using its IP address, um, or I can access it through Tor and because it runs a, as a Tor hidden service, uh, if I'm off of my local network, uh, completely securely, uh, it, which is a really, really great solution. I, I definitely recommend something like that. Um, if, if you're, you know, it, it may seem like more steps initially, uh, just having to build a raspberry Pi. And when I say build a raspberry Pi, I mean, uh, screwing the motherboard into a case. That's basically the end of it. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. You can, I mean, you can just pull up a video and watch along with it and be done with it in 10 minutes. Uh,
0: okay.
1: yeah, they're, they're super easy. Um, I, but once it's running, you'll, you'll really appreciate it. And then, and then it's on a low power machine out of your hair and, uh, and you know, it's always on and it's always accessible and you never have to think about it.
0: Okay. Now, is there any other stupid questions I haven't asked?
1: <laughs> uh, no I, I mean i think we kind of covered a lot of bases so
0: yeah because yeah. I, I was like holy smokes okay so now i've got to do a raspberry pi you know and I'm like, you yeah and no.
1: to be clear you don't have to i would say that the the biggest the most important thing that you need to do for your own security and financial benefit is to download bitcoin core let it sync, and, ver- and verify all of the coins that you have okay um are legitimate and you can do that a number of ways but honestly if if you want to pay for simplicity, just simply sending them from whatever wallet you have them on now to your Bitcoin node wallet. Uh, okay. And then if you want to send them back, that, that's fine. You know, that's fine. Uh, but that would be one way to, to, to validate them.
0: Okay. All right. Um, here's, here's a stupid question. Okay. okay. I, I, I was going through a bunch of old notes and uh, looking, at, looking at old videos and, and stuff like that about Bitcoin and came across where they were saying technically Bitcoin is traceable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how is that, I mean, really possible?
1: Well, it's all, I mean, it's all, it's all in a public ledger. So okay. technically every single transaction that's ever been done on the, on the chain, can, you can just parse through it on a, uh, with a, a block explorer. Um, okay. yeah. Now, can you, can you associate that with a particular person? Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends. Um, but one of the first and most important security steps that you can take to not be traceable is to run your own node. And the reason for that is because it's pretty well known that a lot of big services are snooping on um, wallets that are connected to them, uh, you know, and checking for IP address and things like that. Um, really? So yeah, oh yeah. Uh, if you download a non-reputable, like a non-hardcore, and, and I would still assume it for no matter what wallet it is, if you're not if you're not hooked into your own node, but you get you might as well assume that they're they're logging your IP address and looking at every single transaction. Damn,
0: freaking Bank of America. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Everyone. Now how you dodge that is by running your own node because what you're doing whenever you're interacting with the, with the Bitcoin network, with a wallet that is not connected to your own node is you are requesting another node, do whatever it is that you want to do. Hmm. Um, and you don't know who runs that node. It could be the CIA. It could be the NSA. It could be, um, it could just be a, a malicious actor of, of some of non-governmental variety. It could be anybody. As long as it's Um, not
0: the DEA, I'm good. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, you know, you just don't, you don't know, but if you run a node, your node passes along the information that you want to do and that you want to uh, present to the Bitcoin network and no other node knows if it originated there or if it's simply passing it on from somewhere else.
0: Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Okay.
1: So that's why Bitcoiners are neurotic about trying to get everybody to run their own node is, is because every time that you interact with, with the Bitcoin network, you want it to be through your own, um, you know, accountant, oh, basically, right. That's well, That's that for you. Right, okay. Yeah,
0: right. yeah. Okay. you wanna be your own
1: bank. And the only right. way to do that is by running your own node. There is no other way to do it. So you wanna be your own bank. And and so I have two nodes that I run and nothing that I do on the network go it is done without them. I mean, everything I do, I transmit through my own node. I mean, mm. period. Okay. I, I do not connect to anybody else's node. Um, now there are still ways to, you know, there's, there's still more steps that you can take for privacy and security, but that is, you cannot take any more steps before you'd first take that one.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's a it's a definite then. So, okay. And not that. only
1: that, but 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 you have but, but it grants you the ability to, to govern the network because your node will reject blocks that don't uh, adhere to the consensus rules as you understand them. Um, oh. if somebody tries to, to give you a fake block of Bitcoin transactions, your node will just simply reject it. Oh. Um, and that se- that doesn't seem very important today, but it was really important at the Bitcoin uh, Cash fork in two thousand seventeen, and it could become really important again. Um, I'm yeah, it's it really um, like it you know. It's really important to have your infrastructure in place before you need it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Holy smokes! Okay, man, I'm jazzed now. I can't wait for this thing to get here.
1: Oh, dude, it's uh, it's it, once you once you set up your own, once you truly become your own bank and you know that you're verifying coins that you have and you know that they're yours and they're, you know that nobody can take them because you have a reasonably secure setup. It's an amazing feeling.
0: Okay. Good. Yeah. Now, now, when I send you like a, a Twitter text or something, it's it's going to be like nine one one help. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, if you need
1: if you need if you need help with with any of it, I'm happy to help. I'd rather you reach out for help than accidentally, uh, you know, send your Bitcoin to an in, invalid address or something like that.
0: Oh that oh I would cry. I would cry mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. I mean I've been collecting a little sat here, a little sat there, a little sat. Yeah here. yeah yeah. And it's mm-hmm. you know me and typo were in a race, but I think he's actually still beating me.
1: So ah, I'm gonna man. have to
0: I'm just gonna have to cut the cord on that one and just. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you guys are both winning though. You know. Oh yeah
0: yeah yeah. So yeah, it's uh yeah it's gonna be an enjoyable. Now, I'm going out there uh here in a couple of weeks, well about a month I guess. And uh, oh nice out to know, Arizona. Out to Arizona Good. and yeah I'm not gonna spend long out there, but I'm gonna drive out and then drive right back. Basically I guess it's apparently the way it's gonna work out. So I don't want to say a whole lot on this because uh, you know hang on a second let me let me hit pause.
1: The revolutions was uh, pretty interested in Texas when he, you know he was just it was funny you know who that is right.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. He's, he's a trip, man. Oh, he's, man. you know, he was just in wonderment at Texas Hill country the entire time. You know, Typo said, I mean, he's
0: like, man, this is gorgeous out here. You know? It really is. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: And people don't know about it and I'm glad <laughs> okay. they don't know about it.
0: Right. <laughs> um, hang on. Hang on. I'm recording now. So. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll have to edit that out now. But yeah, it's actually, I spoke to the wife about uh, Texas quite a bit and I'm, I think I'm getting vetoed on it. So yeah. Mm. You know, it's, it's, uh, my daughter's, my daughter is getting out of the air force. Uh, typo is, is coming back and which is, I guess just the way the dynamics of things working out there are, are falling right now. And, um, which we're looking at either Georgia, well, Mississippi, Alabama, but I was, I'd still like to throw Texas on the table. You know, it's just, I can't, I can't get any momentum on that one. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you should keep it on the table, but as long as you're moving Uh, south, you know,
0: well, yeah, and, and, and now, now Luke sending me you know messages you know georgia
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i heard he, yeah he said
0: <laughs> so but and which would be really good because well shane hazel is going to be running for governor
1: out there oh yeah
0: and mm-hmm. if he gets it man i'll tell you what that would i, I mean i don't know what i don't know the politics out there i don't know the demographics that type of stuff in georgia or anything like that so but he did pretty good in what was it the senate or congress congress race and oh did he? Uh, yeah last uh 2020, I believe. and oh, cool, cool. Well, he's, he's the reason that they had to have that runoff out there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he got enough of the votes to actually cause a runoff uh, between Damn. the other two. And then they were both like, hey, Shane, give your support to us. You know, and he's like, screw you mm-hmm. guys, you know? He goes, yeah, yeah. You didn't want anything to do with me before. <laughs> right. So, Okay, real quick question. Way off subject. Libertarian Party, what in the hell is going on?
1: I don't know, and I don't care.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, apparently New Hampshire. Had, had their votes and of course I guess it went all to the Mises caucus yeah except for one position do you hear about uh-huh.
1: this I vaguely I mean I can't be on my uh, on my Twitter without seeing about it but oh, no, I mean I, okay. I have a vague idea of what happened but no I, I didn't I didn't yeah
0: and, exactly I mean that. I'm like what the heck is going on so okay I didn't know if you had some insight or
1: no no like I'm not an LP okay. guy oh, yeah I, okay so yeah
0: damn it Yeah, like, <laughs> I've, I've, been, <laughs> uh, I've, I've been trying to get a get a hold of like the Illinois Mises caucus and just to see how they operate, what the heck is going on, even the Illinois LP. And, you know, I got contacted by the Mises Caucus, and they're like, oh, you know, you got to check out this, check out this. And we're going to be doing a uh, like a Zoom meeting. I'm like, cool. You know, uh-huh. I'll jump on there and, you know, ask stupid questions. And uh, I couldn't, for some odd reason, I don't remember. I, I couldn't do it. And so they're like, oh, yeah, we got one next week. Oh, sorry, it's closed. You know, you can't. Uh, huh. You know, I'm like, okay, uh, just let me know when the next one is never heard a word from them
1: since it's like yeah yeah so i don't know i i i wish the mises caucus, caucus, excuse me geez caucus guy's <laughs> the best but um i'm not a politics guy yeah um i'm but and i have never had a good experience with the lp I, there's been a couple times where i'm like you know over the years over 10 years where mm-hmm. i'm like all right maybe i'll go to like a local lp meeting and just see what the hell and it's just always a dumpster fire like it just really?
0: right. i have
1: oh no I, I have nothing but contempt for the libertarian party pretty oh much
0: okay all right uh, yeah now see i've never been to you know and I, I keep getting like the door. I feel like the door is being slammed in my face. You know, it's like,
1: it, you know? It, yeah, it's. I I don't. I'm not really a negative. Like I don't really like trying to dwell on negative. But you will. F- if, if it's a if it's a pathway that you're determined to investigate, I have I have confidence that you as a reasonable person are going to become very frustrated very quickly with
0: it. Uh, I believe I'm there um, already. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's um. It's very unprofessional. It's a disaster. There's more infighting than there is anything else. Uh, it's it leans heavily progressive. Um. Really? it, you know, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. and, and that's, and that's part of what the Mises caucus takeover was supposed to be and why it has been met with such rabid, um, you know, resistance is because it, it's basically been um I, I mean, honestly, in a lot of ways, the LP historically has been, or at least since kind of like the days of Harry Brown has basically been what the democratic party should be theoretically in a, in a true world, you know, kind of anti-war uh, anti-drug war, but with all of the progressive baggage that goes along with it. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay that's my opinion i mean yeah, that's I, one I, man's opinion well, i just yeah. if you go if you go to a meeting and start talking about property rights or guns it's like a lot of times you know it's just eyes glaze over and you're like all right well this is not my place
0: wow okay all right yeah shit yeah i asked uh, a question about uh, uh, property rights as far as copyright law and uh uh-huh. yeah i kind of got uh spanked on that one a little bit
1: you know was that by mises caucus uh
0: i think it was by lp if i'm not mistaken
1: oh okay yeah. yeah i
0: mean of course I, I i always thought they were basically the same but i mean it, it, no kind of, yeah you know and i'm like you know because and i put a picture up of villanelle ice you know with uh with you know his uh ice ice uh-huh. thing and uh you know i mean where where does i mean where does that boundary lie i mean you know because of you know intellectual property it's still property isn't it i mean
1: yeah so uh i don't believe so i don't believe in intellectual property at all okay. uh, in, in a sense now there are I don't, I, I don't believe that, that, in, that you are obligated to disclose anything. In other words, if you have a family secret, I, you're not obligated to disclose it to anybody. Right. Um, but if somebody replicates it, uh, so it kind of comes down to, like, property rights exist um, in uh, where resources are scarce, where there's a rivalrous relationship between parties uh, to, to, to obtain them. So, uh-huh. in other words, I can't um, claim that a certain part of the air is mine, right? I mean, you could technically say, okay, I'm claiming the airspace of my property, but that's not really claiming the air, right? right. Okay. Um, because it's, it's for our purposes, infinite. It, it doesn't, there is no rivalry over it. It doesn't exist in the domain of property rights because it's not scarce. Okay. Um, so, uh, neither are ideas. So if I, um, you know, theoretically could, uh, reverse engineer, something that you built by looking at it, you know, on your property, like if I'm your neighbor and I look at it and I can reverse engineer it and I can, and I can build it with pieces of property that I have on my property or materials that I have on my property. Um, I don't believe that you can bring violence against me for that.
0: Um, so, okay. It, say, say I, uh, I, I, I write a song. I'm going to use the vanilla ice thing. Say I write a song and uh-huh. I don't market it very well.
1: You
0: know, uh-huh. So, so I don't make, make a whole lot of money on it, but I still wrote the song, but you take uh-huh. the song. And kind of give it a different flavor, and you can really market stuff, and you make a mm-hmm. shit ton of market off of my idea.
1: Yep, That's I I'll, I'll go so far as to say is you don't have to change it at all.
0: Okay.
1: Um, all right, yeah, because you have not stolen any of my property. Um, you okay. you've replicated an idea, but that idea doesn't exist in a rivalrous space. It doesn't. There, it's not. It, it's it's infinite. It doesn't. Um, there's no scarce. There's no scarcity to it. Okay. Um, now, what I would say is, and that this is part of. So if you, um, develop, and it, this is actually kind of why I think that kind of like one hit wonders and stuff like that will not be a part of kind of a sound money environment or not as big a part, um, is that you will be much more incentivized to develop your brand, like as you as a person. Um, so what would be a problem would be if I develop a song, let's say I, uh, let, um, you know, I develop a folk song, right. Um, and you perform it saying that you're me. Or you release a CD and saying that it was that it was recorded by me. Well, that that's fraud. Um, so right, that okay. would not be allowed. That that would be illegal because it would be it would be fraudulent. Um, now it would not be. I don't know that I could sue you for it, but your consumer could uh, right. for misrepresenting okay. what you're selling.
0: Here's here's something. Okay, say okay. That may hit a little bit home. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, your podcast and uh, the same. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm you know I'm doing the unbeaten path. So what I do is I listen to your podcast mm-hmm. and. Write everything down that you say, and you know I could I could bring on different guests and stuff like that, but you know basically just basically act out your podcast if you will, and air it as me, which it technically would be, but I'm I'm really kind of stealing your podcast. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I, that would be totally fine. Oh, I in fact in fact uh, if you wanted to simply air my podcast, um, oh. and yeah, oh. I, I don't have any issue with it.
0: Okay, well, see.
1: And, it, and 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 I and and furthermore. I think that that would do uh, nothing but, uh, well, A, help me because the goal of my, you know, and this is kind of a cop out for this particular. Uh, my podcast isn't monetized so i'm not losing any money on it i'm only gaining what i wanted to do was which was educated people on primarily bitcoin so it's actually helping me but um by and large when what you see in non-copyright environments is an explosion in in growth and production and um and actually success of a lot of the original content creators and if you look at open source uh software that it's it's nothing if not a great example of that it just takes a little bit of a different way of looking at things Uh, but uh, i think it's ultimately for the better and getting rid of patent trolls and copyright trolls and all of that is nothing but for the better for production and for the whole of society I, I i believe but i but i don't believe that it's a production issue or a productivity issue or a payment issue i believe it's a moral issue i don't think that you have um i just don't think that you have a claim to an idea
0: i saw, okay and, and that, that's yeah that's totally cool because now this just recently happened okay to me right now did you hear god it's been over a month since i've done a podcast i am so shitty all right um uh, yeah <laughs> I did, I did a podcast, and it was just a, a satirical, stupid little thing I just was trying out. And uh, I did an interview with Major Biden, the dog. Okay. okay. It, it's stupid. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought, you know, this could be kind of funny. Let me try it out see what happens. Well, it, it took a nose knife. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, last, last week, the 12th of June, I believe, maybe, yeah, the 12th of June, Joe Rogan comes out with – uh a, you know a picture him talking to a dog on his podcast okay <laughs>
1: yeah, so I'm like, yeah I'm
0: like you know of course I think the fans did it you know and uh, the JRE fans JRE or something like that and uh, mm-hmm. you know so I'm like really get some new freaking material so I put like, up <laughs> you know, I, I put, well <laughs> you
1: know I, that brings up a good point too though is that I, I think that doing something like that like copying somebody's work and 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 Kind of selling it without adding any value to it is kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Um, and even though even though um, it doesn't, in my opinion, exist in a criminal uh, category in society, I think that you would see it um, emerge as a societal norm. So for instance, uh, a great example is like comedians. Um, you know, uh, that oh, yeah. community really, really respects uh, the work that goes into crafting you know a comedy special or or or, you know 10 minutes or 15 minutes of comedy Mm -hmm. and if you rip off jokes you are frowned on in that community in fact you are so frowned on that a lot of uh uh, nightclubs won't even have you in if it's been found out that you've been ripping off jokes now i don't think that you should go to jail but i think that that is how society deals with um people copying without adding value now copying and then adding value is, is um I think a great thing. I think that's a huge, a great thing for whether you want to call it the free markets or capitalism or you know whatever you want to call it. I think that's basically what we're built on. Um, but but also too, as I think that it you know the you develop social capital with your community by giving credit where it's due. You know, and right. and a lot of times you'll see that with comics, they'll say. Uh, you know, after a, a bit ends, they'll be like, actually, I got the first half of that from, uh, from so and so, but I kind of wanted to change up the ending, you know, or they'll, they'll give credit where it's due. And that's totally that's that that make, makes you square with your community it gives credit where it's due so other people can go ch- check them out. So, you know, I think that's, I think that's how that's dealt with. I don't think that it should be dealt with in court as a criminal or civil um, infraction. Uh, It, it just doesn't, uh, it does you know i just okay. don't see it that way no,
0: yeah. And, yeah and i'm not saying i mean I'm, I'm making more of a joke out of it than anything yeah 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 no i, I understand gar- i guarantee you one of the six people that listen to that podcast uh you know wasn't one of them was not joe rogan you know <laughs> yeah, i guarantee <laughs> what, it. If it, so, what, what if it was though that was i know great. right that would be crazy <laughs> but no i mean it you know it was just something i just i was trying out and, uh, sure you know but you know of course then joe rogan takes it a step further
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm. i'm like that son of a buck yeah 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 so, anyway, I, this would probably be a really good place to kind of uh, close this out, man. This has been a, a really good recording. So, I guess it was a bandwidth issue, mainly probably on my side. So,
1: yeah, it could have been. I'm on a different computer now that's just oh. a much better one for this sort of thing. So, it definitely could have been on my side, too.
0: I can, I can send you a clip of what that other one sounded like, man. I mean, it was just, mm. it was horrible. I just, I, and, you know, so I saw, I'm thinking it was a bandwidth issue because some of the way it was kind of like vibrating or, you know, doing that. So, I'm thinking it. Because once I shut down my video here, it kind of cleaned up.
1: Yeah, maybe it was.
0: Uh, so, and I've got I've got extra people on my Wi-Fi right now. So, or, or, and back then too. So, gotcha. Yeah, it's been a mess. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not even okay. Just just a rehash. And if you guys, people that want to listen to you, can go to the signal. Is that correct? On. yeah
1: yeah it's on the same rss feed as timeline earth so okay
0: right. or, and i was gonna say yeah, we timeline earth now what are you yep. guys doing are you guys doing like a weekly on that or is that
1: uh... mm-hmm. yep timeline earth is weekly uh every wednesday at noon eastern okay. um and then uh we the four uh well there's three co-hosts of the timeline earth and then one that's kind of a that's a frequent guest and we consider him a timeline earther Uh-oh. um so the four of us rotate around and publish each one of our solo episodes every friday it's on the same rss feed so it's wow. kind of all of our individual interests uh we get to you know go explore
0: that's cool, man. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, now, real quick, back to Childerberg too. Did Bird get down there?
1: Uh, yeah, Bird got down there. Yeah, it was the first time yeah. I've ever met him in real life. It was a lot of fun. Oh
0: wow, dang, dang. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fine. Uh, yeah, you got <laughs> to one, man. <laughs> gotta make it to the next one, man. I know it. I know it. So, hey, man, thank you again for uh, redoing this, if you will. And, oh sure. Yeah, Thanks for having me, man. It's it, it's super informative, and I'm gonna do a hell of an intro. But man, there's just so much information on here. Uh, it's yeah this is this is definitely one they're gonna to have to listen to several times and if they're sure age, sure and if
1: yeah. if i may if i may plug i did a uh, dedicated uh, getting started with bitcoin episode and i just did a getting started with lightning episode but it, um took more of a philosophical turn because i had bird on uh, so <laughs> that one may not be quite as helpful in terms <laughs> of setting that. anything up but uh those are both uh episodes of the signal so if you swing by there you can Perfect. yeah i think the getting started with bitcoin episode is a very is a very good one or at least i've gotten positive feedback from it so
0: okay yeah Heck yeah and then what i'll do is i'll, I'll do an intro and then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put that plug up there too. So cool. Great. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I appreciate it. And uh Carr, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy, we will talk to you later. Thank you everybody. This has been Craig with the Unbeaten Path. Have a great day. It is of no use going back to no yesterday. Back because to we yesterday. were different people. Because we were different people. Again, it's so long since to the